Okay. So we are recording now. We're recording now. Um, what's your worst fear that might happen <laughs> with this recording? <laughs> um, literally, my worst fear is not being able to think of any interesting anecdotes. Thanks for joining me, Ira Glass. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, Jed Rod. <laughs> Uh, you're listening to Radio Lab, not really. You're listening to Apocalypse Live, the first episode of Dispatches from the Coronavirus in yeah. Central Australia. Yeah. Um, my actual name is Heather, and your actual name is Alex. Great. Um, let's begin, shall we? Yeah. Do you sure. want to read us something to set okay. the tone? <laughs> okay. Um, here we go. Uh, the end of the world. The end of the world will be invisible to almost everyone, but it will not be invisible to you. Even now, in small ways, it is beginning to change. Like, your car starts, but it sounds funny, or there are no good tea bags left in the tin, or the spoons are all in the wrong part of the drawer and no one will meet your eye today. Perhaps you are invisible too. Momentum builds. Lasagna sheets will not cook through and the dog next door stops barking in the middle of the day. A vibration running through your desk will start to drive you crazy and that thing will happen where you know you bought more paper clips but you can't find them anywhere. You will get to the last page of the book you're reading now and it will feel unresolved. You wonder, a page is missing? The end of the world is already happening in small ways that only you can see. There is grit in the lettuce and the cold tap is lukewarm. The pencils are blunt and anyway, all the scrap paper is printed on both sides. The end of the world will go undocumented and barely observed. The crowds at Woolies will be unaware of the post-apocalyptic place they shop in. The cantaloupe will smell funny and the avocados will be unripe. You will go to the post office and stand in the queue and a woman will ask you if you are standing in the queue and it will seem pretty obvious that you are. There will be a flicker in the lighting above the service desk that wasn't there before. They will run out of stamps. The world will be ending in small ways and you will feel more and more and more awake. Your boss sleeps in and is late for work. Your, co your colleagues are later. You wonder if your watch is fast. You can't sleep at night and, quietly, everything is turning off. The blinds won't open and the car won't start. You leave your front door key stuck in the lock and walk to work through quiet, empty streets. Thank you. No worries, Heather. <laughs> Um, so what happened today? What's the latest? So today is Sunday. Usually... The, what date is it? Sunday. The... I just actually don't know what date it is. It is the 22nd of March, Sunday the 22nd of March, 2020. Sunday the 22nd of March, 2020, and all the phones are going off with all the notifications as we speak. Mm. Um... Usually a slow news day. Oh. Is there such thing as a slow news day in these fast-moving <laughs> times? I kind of maybe suspect not. Mm -hmm. So I am not even across what has happened up to the minute I walked in and you guys were telling me, I think, what I, I had not seen on the news in the three minutes it took me to drive here. But so what's happened today? We're being told that there'll be no more... Uh, no more restaurants, no clubs, restaurants, clubs, cafes, cafes only takeaways. Um, I guess we're concerned about the bakery and what this means for the bakery and whether we can still go to the bakery inside or whether we will have to be handed pies through their front door potentially. Yeah. Um, so no sitting down with food with other people. Yeah. 
Um, what else? We heard, was uh, it today that the borders closed? Today, today, SA and WA announced closing their borders, so having the 14-day quarantines for mm-hmm. any new, any um, one arriving in the state. NT closed its borders yesterday, mm-hmm. I think. Um, the Perhaps. support package mm-hmm. from the government, New Start, not called New Start anymore, two on the nose, Job Seekers. Oh, Cool. It's called the the job seekers something something has been increased almost doubled. Wow! Um, finally, finally. Uh, and maybe the schools are closing in Victoria and New South Wales. I'm not sure about that. We're not I, entirely sure. I think that the we schools... will be better informed for the next episode. I mean, but this is it. Like you just kind of walk around <laughs> and you think that you're informed, and then you have conversations you with your friends, and you're like, oh my god, this is happening, and then yeah. everyone's just kind of. And suddenly you're inside the bakery and you get removed at gunpoint yeah. by a town council ranger, I mean, which is, I expect, what will happen. That will be extremely dramatic Yeah. Um, and entirely non-normative. It's going to make everyone freak out. Anything um, else? Yeah. Yeah, travel ban. Travel I feel ban? like that's, that's the, the other really ban? big one. Domestic mm. travel ban. No non-essential yep. travel. Yep. Okay. I think, I think that's how our lives change today. Yeah. Okay, great. And what did you do while all that was happening? So while all that was happening, I... Um, was a bit hungover? I was a bit hungover. Um, I had a chat on the phone to my mum. Mm-hmm. What's Mama Burgess's take on this? Um, just wash your hands. Mm. I mean, people, you know, she, she was brought up properly. She mm. knows how to wash her hands. But it seems and like perhaps so she thinks you. that she didn't bring you up properly. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure if the inference is that I don't know how to wash my hands, but perhaps. Yeah. Um, wash your work surfaces uh, mm, in your office. Mm, mm, mm. Soap and water, that'll do. Yep. Good tips. This is a hot. These are some hot tips. Yep. Um, for staying staying well. Yep. And looking after your community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a chat to mum. Chat to mum. Um, what else? Came over here. Mm-hmm. We had a chat. Mm-hmm. Sat down. Cups we of talked tea. about doing this. We talked. We decided. We made a plan for yep. later. Um, went home. Watched a live stream of the choir Christmas choir concert from last year in Lovely. a. Um, what's it called? A watch. A watch, pa- a face- watch party. A watch party. Watch a, party. A watch on Facebook on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe a little example of nice uh, a nice example of adaptation mm. to these uh, unusual times. Did you see that weird part in the concert where that girl with the really big hair got up and did a rap to waterfalls? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. And I was really impressed. You were impressed. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she had great shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yep, so so do a little bit of that, cups of tea with friends. I mean, like, you know, it was a nice day. It was a nice day. Yeah. It was a cute weekend. Yeah, it was a cute weekend. Yeah. Bumped into Marton. He had also had a cute weekend. And, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, in the meantime, in between these kind of mundane domestic moments, uh, you know, got on the news and, and read about, read about, you know, really 
worrying, mm. sad things going on in the world and read about really dramatic changes that are going to kind of be happening in, in my day-to-day mm. for the next few days. And, and Yeah. Um, so what was the most normal thing that happened to you today? Um, well, I feel like I've just done a really kind of boring rundown normal things do we yeah. not need to cover that it's already covered i i mean yeah i think it's already covered okay i feel like one of the most normal things that happened to me today and this is like this is meant with no offense but um you know and it's nice when normal things happen because these are such abnormal times but we had a cup of tea today and i made that cup of tea here mm. at your home and i've just it just tasted a little bit like it had been um, uh, like tainted by the herbal tea flavors of the other teas that are surrounded by it in the cupboard. Oh, okay. So this is just a bit of feedback. Yeah, so this me. is a bit of feedback. But my <laughs> fixation and obsession that the tea wasn't quite right is just such a normal thing. Like, I mean, the world is falling apart. And there's a the little time, there's a little part of my brain that's like, mm, this tea's no good. <laughs> sure. Okay, well, Julie noted. I'll try I mean, the tea was good. It just wasn't perfect. It just wasn't perfect. Yeah. yeah, it was too fruity. What could you taste in there? What other teas? I'm not sure. It was just a bit. If you were to speculate on the contents of my tea, like coffee. maybe something a bit chamomile-y, like something a bit herby, That's flowery. That's not. It me. wasn't fruity. Yeah. Look, I'm not laying blame. <laughs> <laughs> not being the I'm not. Yeah. There was some chamomile in there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like bringing it up in order for us to like now go forth and investigate which <laughs> member of your household is to blame for the tainted sure. black tea herbal right. flavours. So it was a disappointing tea, but perhaps that was maybe um, also a little bit reassuring. It was reassuring to yeah. experience the mundane disappointment that I regularly have about my <laughs> dissatisfaction with every tea except the tea from my own tin in my own Can house. I also share, this is maybe slightly off script, but... Um, I also had disappointment about the tea that you made me in my own home. <laughs> what did you because think about the tea? Because I just feel like that we have known each other for many years now, maybe like five years or yeah, something. Yeah, quite a lot. Um, and I just feel like by now you would probably know that I like to have my tea bag in. I did not know that. You don't know that? No. I always keep my tea bag in. And I had no idea. You've never noticed. I've also never asked. Yeah. Well, maybe I've been too polite to bring it up until now. <laughs> Well, you know, now it seems some sort of free for all about <laughs> shitty tea experience. <laughs> Can I tell you though, another like normal thing, like sure. another maybe reassuringly normal thing, like to be reassured and to like learn to love, to realize how much um, it's, it's nice to realize how much I love, I love these normal things. But mm. another normal thing that, that I do or that that exemplifies is I habitually make people's teas exactly how I like them <laughs> with and and just will not um defer from that and I yeah. yeah I cannot deviate so I will ask every person in the room how they have their teas and get eight different answers <laughs> and they will get eight of exactly the same teas back that all happen to be exactly the same as how I like my tea and I just it's really unintentional but I do it every time yeah. so there you go I'll well, see if I can remember to leave the tea bag something that in. you won't really have to worry about in the future because nobody's <laughs> going to be at your house for tea so Aww. sorry yeah. I made it a bit heavy didn't I yeah well no but yeah I guess maybe that could be um, in this sort of realm of looking for opportunities and possibilities, like the things that can be different and better and improved and maybe embraced for what they are, a thing that will never have to happen is that 
I like won't have to make you tea and mm. you won't and, and you won't have to make me tea and I won't have to be disappointed mm. by your herbally tainted English breakfasts. The um, silver linings, people. Um, yeah. Let's move on because I want to make this short and snappy because mm. we've all got um, quarantine to to. activities to get to, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, sure. But um, maybe taking us back, what's your most recent before memory? Oh. Like what would you look back on and just be like, God, at that time, like maybe coronavirus was around, but yeah, at that time yeah. it wasn't like the only story yeah. in your life. I feel like... I feel like being at WOMAD a couple mm. of weeks ago is like a bit of a um, a bit of a uh, significant sort of marker. Mm. But also like you know after even after that that was exactly two weeks ago. Mm. Um, seems like a lifetime ago. Exactly two weeks the... ago. So what what was not happening at that time? So there was no restrictions on. There was no restrictions on any kind of travel. Even overseas travel, I think people were saying, like, reconsider it, but it wasn't yeah, banned. Yeah, absolutely. Domestic travel was still on. Yeah. There was maybe people who might have been talking about social distancing, but nobody was really doing it. I don't think anyone was talking about it then. WOMAD was on, so that's an event of, like, tens of one thousands million of people. people. Yeah. I don't know how many it is, but yeah, people from all over the globe. Yeah. Everybody came. Yeah. We were all hanging out together. Uh, making out, drinking each other's drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And no hand sanitizer to be found. Yeah. I mean, actually, that is one thing that I would never usually do. I did have a little bottle of hand sanitizer oh, in so my bag. so it was bag. almost, there was an There was a bit of there. a like... Yeah, there was a bit of an inkling. Should I just wash my hands a little bit? And I do yeah. remember thinking that I wonder if the cues for the toilets are a bit longer... If the reason that the queues for the toilets are a bit longer is because people are spending a bit more time washing their hands. Mm, sure. Um, yeah. So worry mad. Most recent before yeah. memory. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like getting on a train out to the Blue Mountains. Yeah. After that, even like that's even more recent, really normal. And just like having conversations about planning things in the next few weeks and months oh yeah so Even like, like cool, when we we're gonna we're gonna go to wide open space we were yeah, talking yeah. years about wide open yep. space at womad yeah um yeah yeah so events in the future a sense that the normal events would just unfold yeah as they an assumption mm. yeah um, so looking back on those assumptions yeah, yeah. Peeking upon the hand sanitizer, oh, yeah. the um, <laughs> the uh, what's that thing where in the old days they used to paint still life and there would be like a fly in the painting, oh. and it was supposed to be like a visual, like ooh. a memento mori or something oh. like that. Anyway, a like harbinger mm. of yeah, a harbinger yeah. of the doom to come. Oh, the doom to come, which yeah. is maybe a bit heavy, but picking up on well, the hand sanitizer that was in your bag at Womad. Yeah, that harbinger um, of doom. In what ways do you think you were already prepared yeah. for um, the apocalypse? Well, look, we have talked about relentlessly. We have <laughs> a- not apocalypses. not talked about apocalypses. So, I like I weirdly, and you and I have reflected even in the past few days. A feeling like, well, maybe it just hasn't been that much of a shock yet, mm. um, because of I feel like we're really tempting fact. Just by really that. well practiced at uh, at at thinking about apocalypses, sort of. But maybe the way that I've been prepared or felt prepared is 
having been a sort of quite avid reader of um, speculative apocalyptic fiction, mm. um, that gives some kind of uh, like like some narrative anchors to to sort of reach out to and look for comparisons against when you know mm. like like going through this like really unusual experience that we're all going through over these past few weeks so i think like having some some stories to look for um maybe like compass directions from is Mm. really is perhaps like a reassuring thing and a and a preparation preparatory thing just say prepping a prepping thing just yeah maybe like like reading prepping the most possibly ineffective form of prepping that <laughs> one could do. I might not have Some people any cans of bury cans. <laughs> I just read lots of books um, that are fiction. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not even like but also survival guides. I guess maybe this like brings me to the little story that I read before, mm. which um, is, you know, perhaps like presciently um, mm. in these in the weeks leading up to even going to WOMAD, I had been sort of collating together and creating some little zines for the little zine fair that now won't go ahead, but just, you know, collating stories um, that were like all apocalypse themed yeah. and end of the world themed and um, now seem almost weirdly um, appropriate. Very weirdly appropriate. And I think I described it to you the other day as... as that feeling of like when you accidentally wear the band t-shirt to the band that you're going to see, um, to the gig of the mm. band you're going to see, and it's a bit like, oh, well, I probably shouldn't have worn the t-shirt to this. Gig. You did actually, you did use this metaphor with me the other day, yeah. and I have to confess at the time I was quietly horrified <laughs> <laughs> because I was I thought that that's what you did when you went to see bands, and that you wore. The no. band shirt to the band that you're going to see. So no. I shouldn't have worn my tool shirt to Rod Laver Arena in 2001. Definitely not. Definitely not. Because you've got to like be like cooler. Yeah. No, you've got to be like above the crowd or something. Yeah, okay. Um, because like you're already signaling that you are a massive tool fan. <laughs> By getting the Greyhound In 2001 at from Rod Laver Arena. To By Melbourne. going. A PS, pretty sure I was at that same week yeah. as well. I think we've discussed this. I wasn't wearing a tool t-shirt. What t-shirt were you wearing? Oh, today? I don't know. See, I was probably wearing some other band like that I wanted to signal. Like what band would you have worn? Um, You're going to say Nine Inch Nails, aren't you? Oh, I could have been, mm. but probably some like Australian band, I reckon. Oh, like no, Jebediah. No. Oh, oh no, 2001, <laughs> that's like a bit later. If it was like 1997, it would have sure, been Jebediah. Yeah. Anyway, we're straying. Yeah, we're, we're, straying, we're totally straying. And we're almost out of time. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, as the symphony plays us off, I would just like to ask, what are you expecting to do tomorrow? Um, Go to work. Mm. So tomorrow I expect is Monday. I'm going to. But you're work, not going to the office, right? But I'm working from home. That's been a change. I expect to be going to work tomorrow. Mm. Um, I expect to be doing work tomorrow. Um, there's our timer. There's our timer. Yeah. That we've run out of time, and um, and you know, doing lots of video links and phone calls and emails and things like that. So, has anybody looked at the share price for Zoom at the moment? Or oh any my of God. those video conferencing things. So, yeah, that's such a good point. Maybe that could be 
we have thought about ending on a survival tip. Perhaps mm. that's the survival tip. Mm. Go buy some stock in Zoom in or Zoom. Slack yeah. or all the other online work tools. Also, like, don't take stock market advice from people <laughs> who, like, I don't even really understand what the stock market is. Yeah. But um, but genuine tip, though. Genuine My tip. sister and I had a... Um, in 25 words or less. <clears throat> yeah. Just had a quick discussion tonight. We thought maybe we'll allocate some time each day where we don't talk about the, the pandemic Great. so we decided that over at dinner time that's off that's a topic that we're not going to discuss yeah, right. so that's my little tip for just kind of uh... and that's like prime convo time mm. dinner time mm. i mean that's when you would normally talk about it so that that's, mm, that's I guess a big so. sacrifice good for you yeah yeah anyway, that's our little experiment yeah great so maybe i will just finish maybe i'll read something okay. from your zine now okay. um just to take us out. I'm a little bit nervous about doing this. Mm. Um, my reading voice. But uh, let's see how we go. The oven is developing consciousness. We uncomfortably cohabit the kitchen together, leaving the dishes and ruining cakes quietly resentful, keeping each other warm. I wonder what the oven wonders about me. Does it wonder what goes on in my head or my bedroom? Does the oven know about supermarkets or about finding car parks in town during winter? When I go to work in the morning, the oven does not. It counts time and sets alarms for 10am. What happens at 10am? The oven is stubborn and will not budge from this alert. Does it want me to come home? Sometimes we cook together, but we never eat together. Sometimes I dry my socks on its heat. We share these intimacies and remain unknowable. The oven occupies a dominating stillness that fills up the kitchen and leaks into the living room and is entirely absent from the driveway. The oven is developing consciousness but remains insistently oven-like. It is more oven than ever before. It is performing its ovenness and has become visible. How does it know how to be an oven? It has never met another oven. Does it wonder how I know to be me? I perform a version of myself for the oven and it thinks this is the only one. We share our most domestic moments. I'm naked in the morning during breakfast. We cohabit our kitchen and mysteriously we find each other. Do we have to do a sign up? I don't know. Is that it? How, I think that's it. Yeah. I think you just cool. press stop. Great. Until next time. Until next time. Apocalypse Live. Apocalypse Live. Yeah.